Here's a question for you. Where is the kingdom of God? Within scripture, we see two different locations given, it seems. Starting with Yeshua, who when asked, he says the kingdom is not here or there, but within you. Inside the temple of man is where God desires to live with his Holy Spirit. He desires to immerse us and baptize us with his spirit. But then also in that very Lord's Prayer that Yeshua prays when he instructs his disciples on how to pray, he says, let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. So we see the kingdom is both going to be something that can be inside of us and he desires to dwell there. But also it's not that he's restricted to be inside of us, but his kingdom desires to come upon this earth. And that is what we pray for. That is what we yearn for. That's what we call out to God for. Simply put, the kingdom is where the king is. And that's what we hope for and look forward to. Recently, we've seen a concerning thought circulating around on social media. And this thought is that we don't need to welcome the Holy Spirit into our assemblies because, well, we already have the Holy Spirit within us. Recently, we saw a post on social media that said this, the Holy Spirit doesn't meet us, rain on us, isn't ushered into a building with a song, is not manufactured or evident only when things go our way, for those in Christ, the Holy Spirit dwells in us, meaning God's Spirit lives in us always. Our spirit is ruled by His, and He is always present. All right, well, I mean, this sounds really good. Let's just be honest. I mean, it sounds that there there's this thing mm. where the Holy Spirit's now inside of us. We don't have to worry yeah. about the fact that we need to be welcoming Him anymore. In fact, it's probably wrong to welcome Him since He's inside of us. Right. And we're doing a disservice to the idea that He now lives inside of us by welcoming Him into our assembly or our service, right? right. That's I've seen people say that by trying to welcome Him in, it's manipulating the Holy Spirit because you're trying to force Him to do your bidding and your will when he's already within you and we don't need to do that it's even wrong mm. to quote unquote to welcome in to sing holy spirit you're welcome mm. here but is that biblical yeah so let's explore this and see really what does the bible say about this idea and how should we be looking upon who the holy spirit is and how he is going to be relating to us in this new covenant since he is indeed to right. desires to live in the hearts of every believer Right, exactly. I think the best place to start is simply, what is the Holy Spirit? Mm. <laughs> what is the Holy Spirit? Well, we know from Scripture that the same Spirit who rose Yeshua, Jesus, from the grave lives within us. Mm. And so we know the Holy Spirit is within those who accept Yeshua as their Messiah and are baptized in the, in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But what also is the Holy Spirit? From whence does the Holy Spirit come? We know Scripture also says the Lord is Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So the Holy Spirit is also God's presence. Right. And so he, the Spirit of the Lord, with the Spirit of the Lord, there's freedom, meaning that He can be inside of us as He desires right. to live as we become temples of the Holy Spirit. But that also is not where He's restricted to. It's not like, mm -hmm. okay, He now lives inside of us, but He also can't move in this world and outside of us. You know, of course, like He's moved 
before he's not like he said even it's written <laughs> that he um he did not come to just live mm -hmm. in a temple built by the hands of men sure because he's so much bigger than to be restricted to that and in the same way he desires to live in our temples but i want to say the same he's not just there to restrict himself to the temple of our of this fleshly body that we're in right exactly. now exactly let's just think about this like logically for a second what does it mean to say holy spirit we welcome you if we're like in an assembly a church or something like that you know i don't know about you but like for me it simply means holy spirit we give you authority in the service we we want your presence to rule here we want your desire to be done in this place and this is a, a desire for god to touch people who come into this assembly because ultimately, here's, I don't know, this is maybe news for some of you, but but here's the deal. In an assembly of people, there are going to be believers, and there are likely going to be people who are unbelievers, hopefully, because you actually want unbelievers to come in so you can be reaching them. You're going to have people who are led by the Spirit. Praise God for that. You're going to have people who are led by their flesh, and you're going to even likely have at least one person in the assembly who has a demon, people who have unclean thoughts or fleshly thoughts. There are many things going on in a crowd of people. And so we cannot assume and say, well, the Holy Spirit lives in us. We shouldn't be singing, Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. He better be welcome there. He better be welcome in that assembly of people, even if that assembly of people is not fully, <clears throat> fully all of them filled with the Holy Spirit, sold out. Right. This is the desire that we ought to have with the with the assembly. The other thing that I would bring up is, you know, this thought that was said here is we cannot um, welcome him because this is manipulating God mm, right? or manufacturing through a song. Right. And I think that's we have to make that clear. Like we're mm -hmm. not about we don't think we should be trying to manipulate the Holy Spirit. I don't yeah. think he's manipulatable because ultimately when we're talking about manipulating God, what does that mean? Because in this context, we are saying that to say, Holy Spirit, we're wel you're welcome here to sing a song Holy, or to say it or to pray right. it is, is trying to manipulate God. But in that case, isn't it manipulating God to pray to him and ask him to rule in your life? to right. be in your life. If you're welcoming God's presence as you're praying for someone for healing or for encouragement or for life, isn't it? Are you it not manipulating God's hand to heal someone? Following the same logic, technically, <laughs> right? But we see how that's, of course, not true and unbiblical. No. Right. God desire, because it's it, manipulation is not, it, is, it's not manipulation if it is something that you ask me to do. Right. If you ask me, PD, I want you to sometimes tell me you love me. <laughs> and I go and I tell you I love you, and you can then you come and say, "Peter, you're just trying to manipulate me." I'll be like, "No, it's what you asked me to do." And also, it's not I'm sincere. It's not manipulation. It's sincerity. It's motivation behind yeah. what I'm doing. Yeah, no, totally. Amen. It's not manipulation. Also, like when God says He actually wants that, like He desires yeah. to be invited in, to be allowed in our midst, right? And so, if it's something He desires, like your example. If it's something that's desired and me, and then I ask for it, is that mm. manipulation? Of course not. 
Mm. Another example we can think about is the tabernacle, right? When they were building it and setting it up and making everything ready for the Spirit of God to come into mm. that tabernacle. You could argue they were trying to manipulate the Spirit of God to come into that tabernacle by preparing the way and welcoming Him into that tabernacle. But no, we know that that is actually God's desire. He desires to tabernacle among us. Mm. Like he wants to be in our presence, inside of us, amen, but also just in the assembly. And, and, you know, we see this because in the book of Acts, right, this is the first, one of the greatest examples we can use for this, right? We see these people who are, who are in one mind, it says. It says in Acts 2, verse 1, when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind filled the house. Filled the room and the filled assembly. Filled the house. The assembly, not the, the people were filled, but it filled the house. And then people were, you know, speaking in tongues and prophesying. But notice that they came together on the day of Pentecost in one accord to do what? Mm. To worship. Right. Right. So to sing a song is not going to be ushering in the Holy Spirit in of itself, right? Like like it's not a like it's, it's not like a certain song. Right. It's not that does something it. that you do on your own strength that I can manufacture mm. something. It's the fact that you're going before God's throne. You are worshiping, you're praising him. There we go. It's the worship. It's mm. the when we come when we're in church or in an assembly or whatever and you're you're singing a song, it's typically because you're worshiping God. Right. And it is this worship that his spirit does the light in when you're in mm. unity worshiping mm. him then just like in acts 2 at the day of uh, shavuot right we have the holy spirit come in and fill that room you know that's why i think that yeshua used the terminal terminology in john when he said that he is calling true believers to worship in spirit and truth mm. not to uh, there's a lot of different terms he could have used but mm. worship because when you're worshiping, it's a place of you're not looking around, you're not comparing, you're not trying to elevate yourself, you're not, you shouldn't be thinking of your own thoughts. You are simply there to honor, to exalt, to extol, and to welcome in God's presence and His Holy Spirit to move through you, amongst you, and to glorify His kingdom. Mm, that's beautiful. Mm. So, you know, the last example I just want to read regarding this here, Acts 13, verse 2, right? It says, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit spoke, mm. said, apart from me, Barnabas and Saul for the work of ministry. And then after fasting and praying, they laid hands on them and sent them off. So we see that's that it. there's this this worship that they had there i'm gonna guess that they they sang or that whatever music was involved and that was something that actually caused the holy spirit to speak to to well up in someone there and speak through them so we see that this song even though it's not the song itself but the worship that's now behind that song right does cause the Holy Spirit to move in our midst. And it's really the heart posture behind a song because maybe it doesn't always have to be a song. It can be oh, yeah. you lying flat on your face, mm. you know, prostrate before the Lord. But it is that heart of worship. I love that song, that heart yeah. of worship. If you think about it, also the story of Jehoshaphat, King Jehoshaphat in, uh, I think it was Second Chronicles, anyways, where they sent out the, the, the people who would praise the Lord, who worship the Lord, the, the tambourines, the timbrels. Mm. And then God routed the enemy. 
his mm. presence, his Holy Spirit, routed the enemy. And when they came and there was nothing left to do, there was no more enemy left to fight because of that worship, mm. that humility coming before God, welcoming him to move right. on our behalf. So guys, I mean, we I feel in some ways kind of like, why are we even talking about this? Because <laughs> it, it should be, it should be, let's just be honest, guys, this should be obvious. Like mm. if there is something, I'm going to just say this, if there is something inside of you that is irritated by people who say, Holy Spirit, please come into this place. We welcome you. We want your way. We want what you want. Come God, Holy Spirit. Like if you have an issue with that, guys, and I'm not saying this to be mean, like you need to do introspection. Like you need to actually seriously look inside and say, what is there inside of my heart that doesn't like the fact that people are asking the Holy Spirit to move in their midst? Mm. Because let me tell you that it's not the Holy Spirit of God that says that, that criticizes that. It is the spirit of the Antichrist. And so we have to do introspection and be like, look, what voice are we listening to to repeat this kind of stuff on the internet amongst other believers, because all of this, what it will do is quench the Holy Spirit in our midst. If we say, we can't say Holy Spirit's welcome here because he lives inside of us, don't you know, already, like we're not allowed to do that. What we're actually doing is the opposite of what we probably intend. Because he does tell us, in 1 Thessalonians 5.19, he says, Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecy. Test everything and hold fast to what is good. Yeah, and I love how I think it's the New Living Translation says it. It says, do not stifle the Holy Spirit. Because, you know, the word quench, we've heard a lot. And sometimes mm. we've even lost its meaning. Mm. What does it mean to quench the Holy Spirit? Do not stifle it. Do not stuff it in a box to keep it there safe, neat, and tidy. Mm. You know, I love how Yeshua also says in Matthew 5.15, Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, keeping right. it contained and quiet and safe. Instead, they set it on a stand and it gives light to everyone mm. in the house. Are you allowing the Holy Spirit to move? Are you welcoming and inviting that mm. move of the Holy Spirit of God's presence in your midst through you and to others? I mean, as it says, I'm going to read one more verse here, Ephesians 4.30. This is so important. Why? Do not grieve the Holy Spirit mm. of God in whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. When we stifle, when we quench the Holy Spirit, when we say, no, 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 we don't really want to officially welcome you in. We, we know it's already within us because, you know, we saw a really good sounding post online, right? That sounded mm. scriptural. So we're not going to sing this song. We're not going to have in our heart posture to welcome in God's presence into this place. Are we stopping God from being able to move as he would have otherwise mm. because we've contained him, we've controlled his Holy Spirit with what makes sense to us? And are we grieving the Holy Spirit? I think it comes down to this. Just because the Holy Spirit lives in you doesn't mean that he's always been welcome in your life. Mm. Just because even if you were baptized and immersed in the Holy Spirit, there are still times when you can go in your life and you can, you can forbid him from moving in a certain way because of your heart posture that was wrong, because he was actually not welcomed in your life in that moment. You see, it's kind of like, well, how does that work? You know, if he lives in you, wasn't he welcomed there? Well, you may have welcomed him in a way, but you can still quench him through your actions, through your unbelief, through bad and false teaching. Right, through your lifestyle, through the choice. I mean, if you're allowing pride, arrogance, lust, and hatred and bitterness yeah. to rule your life, but you're still a believer and you love Yeshua, right. yes, you still have the Holy Spirit, but are you allowing the Holy, are you welcoming in the Holy Spirit to actually transform your life, to look more like Yeshua? Yeah. You know? 
Yeah. So for us to enter this place that God desires us, we need to continually be saying, Holy Spirit. And I, and I do personally, I'm like, mm. Holy Spirit, Lord, help me, Lord. Mm. You need to be in this place, Lord, when I'm going to, if I'm going to, you know, if I'm going to go on a stage or something, if I'm going to speak, if I'm going to teach somewhere, like I'm going to look, Lord, come into this place. I need you. I'm dependent upon you moving in this place, not just within me, which is very important, but upon the people that I'm speaking to, whether they're, wherever they're at in their life and whether they're filled with the Spirit or not yet. And that's so good because like you said earlier, there are hopefully people in your assembly that maybe are not yet believers because we're supposed to be reaching mm. others who are not believers. It shouldn't just be an echo chamber. Mm. We should be doing outreach. We should be reaching others mm. who are not yet part to bring them in, mm. which means that they don't yet have the Holy Spirit within. And even those who have by name only, mm status of being a believer, but they mm. don't really ha they haven't really encountered Yeshua personally. We want the Holy Spirit to move upon their heart, to bring conviction, to bring restoration, deliverance, healing, whatever that might look like. Mm. Yes. Yeah. The, and see, this is, I think this is the, maybe something that we've missed is that we fail to realize that the Holy Spirit living in you, the purpose of that actually is for him to also leave that temple now and then. And, and what I just mean by that is, is to reach out and touch people through you. Mm. Like he actually doesn't want to just be locked inside of this temple. Yeah. He actually, the, the veil has been torn. He actually desires to reach out and heal and set free and move upon the assembly that you are to minister to. And so when we say, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Yeah. What we're really saying is, Lord, have your way here. And God, oh, please move through me here. Yeah, use me. I mean, like Yeshua said, I believe it's John 7 when he spoke up and he said that the Holy Spirit will be like living waters flowing from you, living streams of water. That in itself is not self-contained. It's flowing out onto mm. others to give life, to bring nourishment. The thing that I would end off with this is that, you know, let's just be careful, man. I know that it is easy when we walk into an assembly and we hear things to to feel like we want to criticize and jump on a, a bandwagon when we hear someone say the same thing online that we thought once. Make sure that what you're actually thinking and saying is absolutely the heart of the Holy Spirit, absolutely the heart of the Father. Yes. and. Don't just share, don't just repeat, don't just make posts, don't just teach others about these things if you haven't gone and made sure this is indeed the heart of the Father. Because as as uh, as serious as it is, I'm going to just say it, even the enemy can quote scripture. Yeah. Even he can say things that sound correct because he literally quoted something from scripture. But does it reflect God's heart? the fullness of the word of God, not just a verse cherry-picked here and there that sounds correct. Mm, amen. So guys, we hope that this has blessed you. Hey, subscribe to this channel, like this video and share it. We believe this is an important message. And we just want to say a special thank you to our partners who've made this video possible. We love you guys. Many blessings. And shalom. Shalom. Mm -hmm.